Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Survivor Now podcast. It is November 11th, 2022. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there, and we are here to cover episode 8 of Survivor 43, and the drama is getting started. Obviously, we just merged not too long ago, so the drama is going to be forefront and centered. Uh, Today, I'm being joined by Josh Verlin, and we might be joined by Eric Abraham a little bit later on in the show. Josh, how are you doing today? Because you're in mid-season form. Right now. <laughs> I am, Randy. I I, uh, I feel like I got my head spinning if I accidentally start talking about like who's shooting three pointers well in this uh, podcast. Just just chalk that up to it being the middle of basketball season. But no, I'm good. Always happy to talk Survivor with you. Definitely plenty to to talk about. You know, Janine. Uh, I feel like unfortunately, like, I don't know if unfortunately she came to an end or just she came to an end of an unfortunate season for her. Because I feel, I honestly, I will, I will admit, Randy, I feel bad for Janine. Mm. Oh, I Janine never really got her foot in the ground, I think. Correct. And she, the past couple tribals have not been going in her favor. And you definitely looked at the landscape of the entire tribe. And you we were left wondering, where does Janine fit in with, with all of these people? And it just seemed like she didn't have a spot at, or didn't have a seat at the table. I guess I should put it that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm surprised that she got voted out this episode because because of that because it seems so obvious to everybody else that like she just wasn't gonna go very far so i was surprised that they were like yeah let's just take her out now with you know what do we still have 10 left 11 left what are we at 10 left uh I think. yeah 10 i think 10 so i was a little surprised that they went for that move instead of that ryan that was you know vote that maybe was going to be building and i was almost wondering if somebody was going to like call out james and if the or or, or call out uh, uh cody or sammy for being the the flippers and 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 go that way. So I was a little surprised that they kind of went with the easy vote with Janine. But yeah, I mean, you could tell where she was in the tribe by the fact that she gave her idol away to Dwight. <laughs> Dwight gives it away to Jesse. Uh, and then, oh my God. And then doesn't tell Janine, and Jesse doesn't feel the need to tell Janine. Why should he? Josh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you because last week you were uh, watching your Phillies 
So I'm sorry about that. I hate to bring That's it up. Okay. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I will say. I honestly was more upset by the union losing than I was by the Phillies losing. Oh. <laughs> that that's good right there uh but no i do have to say we forgot to mention it last week the whole janine's idol leaving with dwight which i assume we both thought actually took place because i mean survivor pulled a fast one at least on me when i, I saw that it. jesse still had the idol i was like are you kidding me right now i was Fantastic fully convinced editing. yeah oh my gosh so i i do want to know do we know what the rules are i know there are some articles that came out Let's say she did that Dwight kept it. Would he be able to pass it back to her? No, no, I think from everything I read, it was once the votes start getting counted, you can't move the idol back and forth, which makes sense, right? Because then otherwise it's like you just wait for the, oh, that's the third vote. Oh, here you go. Here's an idol. Like that's not that, you know, that wouldn't work. So yeah. I totally understand why it is that way. And um, yeah, no, no matter what, if Dwight had still had the idol, he would not have been able to give it back. Uh, once those votes started getting read. Um, but no, I thought that was a great trick by the editors because, you know, <laughs> you just kind of figure like, all right, Idol's back out there. Somebody's going to go looking for it. And it turns out Jesse has it the whole time, which makes me also wonder, does everybody know that Jesse has it? Probably not. And were people looking for that Idol that they didn't show us? Uh, I think it's I think it's it a had perfect to, somebody had to be Jesse. right. Uh, they're definitely looking for it again because I believe someone said that, you know, it's got to be back in play now. They they had to put it back in play, which I, I don't know if I would believe that. Like, it's a it's a special idol made of beads that everyone believes went yeah, they, home with white. So would they just make another idol with beads and then hide it? I, I don't know, but like... Or just hide another immunity idol. Yeah, I guess that's the question. Yeah. We, we've never seen an era where an immunity idol, at least I shouldn't say we never, in the last what 20 seasons right at least when you play an idol a new idol goes out there that's been the established rule it would surprise me if this season of survivor given that the producers have just repeated so many things from the past few seasons that they would introduce such a huge twist as by the way idols are now a one-time used thing i think most people would be for that uh but i don't think that that would happen without probst saying something about it and i just can't see the producers wanting fewer advantages out there in general um but i guess we'll find out here's what i'm what i love randy is how many people right now of the final 10 do you feel like have an honest shot at winning this game because it I, feels like yeah. it's a majority of them i think you could make an argument for every single person <laughs> almost left in the game i gotta i wish i had the list pulled up I'm going to pull it up real quick. I do. I, here, I'll, we'll go through it. I mean, Cody, yeah. clearly, you know, yeah. clearly in the running, playing hard. Made Although I moves. think he's losing momentum. I will say that. I won't say something for everybody, but I do think Cody's losing some momentum. That's that's fair. That's fair. But I'm just talking in like the total. I'm thinking about it is if this person gets to the end, will they have a legitimate argument to make? Yes. Here's, here's yes. my resume. And I think Cody absolutely is setting himself up for that um Cassidy not she's one of the ones I'm not sure yet not that she's not playing well but like I just feel like she's like has the eighth best or ninth best resume at the moment but Cody for sure Carla for sure James for sure no uh Noel and Sammy for sure Jesse for sure so that's six people that if they get to the end I think would have a really good yeah argument to make I think Gabler if especially if he wins another immunity he probably if he if he finds the right story to tell, which I don't know if I don't know if he's that kind of good of a storyteller, but I think he could make a good argument for himself if he makes it there. 
Um, and then that just sort of leaves like Ryan, who I don't really see winning at this point. <laughs> yeah, my my one winner pick is the one person that I see that has no chance to win. Like yeah. I'm just like I don't. And, and Owen got a really good episode. That was a good Owen episode. Yeah, what I mean, everybody left in the game as to your point exactly has a story, and Owen had a great episode. I think I thought that Jesse killed it this episode i mean the dude has two idols like he says i mean it might kind of go under the floorboards here but he's got two idols because cody still hasn't asked for his idol back and i don't know i kind of got this vibe from jesse he seems like a super nice guy i know he's a super nice guy from everything i hear but i almost feel like he would keep the idol because he the way he said cody hasn't asked for it back and he seems very happy to have two idols at the moment. I, I don't know, because Co- Cody seems like he's Jesse's like closest ally moving forward. But I think he would give it back if only because he has the second idol. Yeah. He, okay. has, a, he has a safety idol that most people don't know about. Maybe nobody knows about. So Are we surprised that Cody has not asked for the idol back yet? I mean, you got to think three, two or three days have passed now between yeah. tribal. No, a little bit. My guess is because of all the camp chatter wasn't focused on Cody at all. And Cody was probably pretty aware of that, that he felt like he didn't need to ask for the idol back. And that by asking for it back, all you're doing is saying, I don't feel safe. So if he Mm -hmm. felt pretty safe, then just say, Hey, let me just not cause that ripple. You know, that that would be my guess. Just because that we, we haven't heard. I'm surprised that we haven't heard people talk about Cody since he was one of the people that just flipped um well that goes back oh go ahead sorry my. i was just gonna say my guess is because he 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 knew that there were like three other targets that weren't him that he felt comfortable enough to say i'll just let it ride well i think that goes back to cody's name not coming up goes back to the fact that i feel like he's kind of losing some momentum you know we saw pre-merge cody is definitely one of the front runners here he's been doing great he's a lovable guy everyone you know the fans love him especially and stuff like that but he had kind of a rough week he, obviously he's not super concerned about getting his idol back, but it, it does shock me that he hasn't gone and asked for it back yet. And speaking about Owen, who you said had a great week, Owen was able to win the immunity challenge, you know, fought through. He had that great moment of speaking about his, um, what's the word I'm looking for his heritage Adoption. and being adopted and stuff like that and how that kind of isolated him growing up. So we found out more about him. But then we got to talk about the guy that lost the immunity challenge to him. And that was Cody. This is back to back weeks. And I I'm sure the fellow castaways aren't really looking into it like this, but that's back to back weeks that Cody was, you know, so close to winning it. He had that outstanding showdown with Gabler last week. And then this week he had a great showdown with Owen. Um, Ultimately it could be, a great thing for Cody because say Cody's a challenge beast. No one's really looking at him as a challenge beast, but he was probably a couple minutes from winning back-to-back immunity challenges the past couple of weeks. Do you think the rest of the tribe out there underestimates Cody's intelligence? Yes. 1000%. And I, I think they do the exact same thing with Gabler. I think they're misjudging Gabler's intelligence too. Yeah. I think Cody, I think that's what helps Cody. And I think Cody's aware of it. Like, I'm everybody's buddy out here. Everybody likes him. Did you see the secret scene where they were painting um, preposterous I not on yet. the boat? Oh, I need to watch. He doesn't know how to spell preposterous, but it's fine. Like, but everybody, I think that's what it is, is 
is people aren't looking at Cody like, oh, he's playing this super strategic game, but he is. He's like Cody, we all we know is playing the game and is smart and I think is is not doing anything that he's not aware of what he's doing, which is the ultimate thing on Survivor. You have to be self-aware that if you're gonna flip, okay, I'm I'm flipping, I'm making this decision. Um, and the understanding that like just because now there's a seven, that doesn't actually mean anything moving forward because it's not a strong seven. Like there'll there will be there will be continual fractures in that in a group of four and a group of three and a group of that that we know that's gonna happen. And I think Cody knows that's gonna happen. So I think Cody is totally fine playing this role at the moment of the like I'm everybody's buddy and I'm out here having a good time. And I've already made some moves that put myself in a good position. And now I can just sneak by for a few more votes. And then when there's six or seven, make a couple more moves and get to the end. And then when he gets to the end, I think he'll be able to tell a much more compelling story than people are going to give him credit for. Yeah, I, I think at this point in the game, I think he's definitely an, an intelligent guy. And I think if he were to make the final three, I wouldn't want to sit next to Cody at the final three. I think he's just a fun loving dude who could really convince a lot of people to, you know, send votes his way. He's got a nice story in terms of his gameplay right now. He's got a nice, um, he's got a lot of things in his pocket. I, I guess that's what I'm saying right now. Um, so before we get into some other people's games moving forward, there's one more thing I want to speak about, about the immunity challenge. And this is something we've seen in the newer seasons of the show where I will offer you guys a bag of rice but I want five people. And I do applaud Jeff Probst for it. We've seen in the past where people are like, okay, how about two people? No, well, I want four. Okay, can we settle on three? And I thought he's been very nice in the past with kind of settling for their much lower number. But this season, five. It has to be five. And let me just make the negotiating process easier. It has to be five this time. And that's the lowest that I'll ask. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. So I kind of liked it. This was... By far the the quickest we saw people step forward, like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And someone even said on social media, I, sorry, I can't shout you out. I can't remember who it was. Um, why was it so easy for people to give up immunity for a bag of rice? You know, usually we see people, people say, no, I, I'm competing. I'm going to compete. I, I'm fine. So, Josh, why, why do you think it was so easy this season for people to step up and say, yeah, five people, I mean – Fine. Well, was it because of the seven and four split that everyone thinks they have going on? Or what was I think that was that? part of it. I think part of it is the metagame of Survivor has changed a little bit over the years with the understanding that certain people aren't going to win that immunity challenge. And therefore, it's it's less in the past, even if it was clear, like this was not going to be the immunity challenge you were going to win. It was still like, oh, you're a quitter for not for not doing it. Why wouldn't you want like so I, I, I think probably if you look at it like. Cassidy, James, Jesse, Carla, Sammy. I can at least see two or three of them just being like, this is not the challenge I'm going to win. Yeah. Like, this is not a challenge for me. It's going to be Sammy. It's going to be somebody else. Um, Not Sammy, sorry. It's going to be Cody um, or somebody along those lines. It could even be Gabler, you know, because he's been a challenge person. It could be Owen. So I can understand if you're Carla, if you're Cassidy, maybe even if you're James, just being like, you know what? I'm not going to win this challenge. <laughs> I'll put my name forward because either we're going to get five and we're going to get food or we're not. And I'm going to part- compete anyways. Who was it? Who was the last? And then, then once you have three or four, 
then it becomes easier to be like, all right, I'll be the fifth person because maybe even if I thought I could win in this immunity challenge, I'm guaranteeing us rice. And that makes me look good. Can you read the names one more time? I, I want to say Cassidy, Cass- James, Jesse, Carla, and Sammy. I should have written down which order it was. I, I think it who was fifth. I want to say Cassidy was fifth. I feel like Jesse or Cassidy, one of those two were fifth. I still don't know if it's the smartest move ever, but I can totally understand when you're out there and if you're sitting there that day and you're like, I'm exhausted. This is not going to be a good challenge for me. I'm not going to win this. I'd rather have rice than participate in this challenge for three minutes and drop my ball. And that's that. Well, that was my next question is, would you have set out? Because I mean, to your point, exactly. I don't think there's any, it's like a challenge. I'm not going to win. I'm not winning the challenge. I think the only way to know that question is like, where are you in the game? In the game, you know, like it's, I don't think it's possible to say at the moment that I would or would not have, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, no, I I gotcha. If you you feel pretty good about your seven, you know, especially me, you know, if you're Jesse and you got two idols in your pocket, you know, and you're Carla and you feel pretty good in control, you know, there's all those variables change things up. I'd have to see the order in which people did it though. Well, let's talk about this seven then. So basically just to make it easy on you guys, everyone, in the seven except for owen gabler help me out if i'm missing someone janine and who's the other one not in that seven is it noel i believe yes so it's everyone else so it's basically jesse sammy cody carla james except cassidy and janine both voted for ryan so I, don't think, Ryan. I don't think there's this like that's what i'm saying like i don't think there is a seven like i think the seven lasted that one episode and i think the seven is gone i think they decided on janine because she was an easy vote and it was like this is a it's a very nice group of people so they're gonna find like the easiest vote and they're gonna roll with it because it's easier to do that than make waves um and janine and cassidy got left out of it but i don't i don't think that actually like that nine isn't gonna be a group yeah i'm, expect, uh... I'm expecting next episode a group of four to form and find two others to make a vote that's well, my I th- expectation i mean i could see the seven going one one or two more votes i can see what you just said happening where it breaks up into more there's, smaller just, there, groups. there's why what what do that seven have to really tie them together uh, yeah, not, i mean it's not like they've been a group you know this is not an old season of survivor we're on day 25 and those seven have been together for for 24 days we're on day 15 16 they've back seven's been together for three or four days and, and half those days they've been competing and things i don't think there's any i think that's the one you know one of the downsides to this shorter survivor there's no real loyalty to that group because they've only been together for a few days well i do think that cassidy only voted ryan i thought that was super interesting that she did still vote ryan i think she only voted ryan because of the fact that she obviously does not trust Ryan. Like even when the plan got, you know, flipped back to Janine, she was like, why are we doing? She got very upset. It seems like with everybody, she's like, no, Ryan needs to go. And I was like, Cassidy, you're literally like barking to your Alliance to vote out another Alliance member. When the Alliance member membership just formed, if you get what I'm saying. Um, So I thought that was super interesting. Uh, I, I could definitely see them falling back in the voting blocks because someone said, you know, this is Survivor. Seven are not going to stay strong all the way through. Like, it just doesn't happen anymore. 
I mean, we already saw Sammy this episode. Sammy was already like, yo, I don't want to just sit here and be part of a seven. So he was already speaking to the, to the people on the bottom. I still think Sammy Gabler and o- Owen could get together and do some damage. And Noel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then all they have to do is convince a James who, who likes to be the godfather and make some moves. Like there's plenty of people out there that will that will flip on someone if they know the votes going that way. So I totally think, yeah, Sammy, Owen, Noel, uh, Gabler, and maybe they pull in Ryan. Maybe they go to Ryan and go like, hey, your alliance isn't isn't for you. We're going to go after Cassidy. I I don't think at at this point there's any – like you could could pitch me a scenario in which pick five players gets rid of Gabler or Jesse or – like – that's where we are in Survivor. Like, I don't think I can reasonably predict. Like, the Cassidy thing could happen, but the Gabler thing could happen. But I also am waiting for everybody to kind of realize that James sees himself as this godfather figure and for them to get annoyed by that and, and get him out of there. Uh, but he's been very, um, James's social media has been very, like, confident. And I'm wondering if he gets pretty far because he's, like, really, he's into I, it on social media. Uh, I, well, I, I don't how do we feel about James? How do we feel about James in the game? Is he like a godfather I mean, figure? He's or a Philadelphia what? guy. I think he's. <laughs> um, no, I like James. I, I, I think he. He's got the coolest voice ever on the show. Like this... I think, <laughs> I, I think he's. I don't think he's playing any like much better or worse than some of the other folks who are playing well. I just think he's more self confident about it. Um, but I don't see that. Like he's confident in 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 um in confessionals for sure, but we haven't at least seen him be overly cocky or confident just out in the tribes. He's been he's been you know trying to make moves, but he hasn't been like I'm the Godfather like to other people. Mm. So he's smart in that way, right? Like he's he's confident, and he's cocky himself, but he's he's smart enough to like be a different person in camp. And it's not like we've been hearing. At least that we haven't seen other confessionals of all these people that are like, oh, James, James. Like, that hasn't happened yet. Doesn't mean that they're not feeling it, but the editors have not shown us that yet. Um, so I think he's, I think he's playing a good game. If the fact that he's, he is that confident, and people haven't picked up on that, he's being pretty aggressive. I think he's probably being the most aggressive of anybody on the island. Uh, I I like how Maybe James is playing right now. I mean, James was someone coming into the game. I'm like, I don't think this guy could go very far. They, just first impressions based off watching their, you know, their casting video and, and whatnot. But James is fun. I think James is a fun guy to have in, in the game. He is playing like a, a godfather-like way. He, you know, he feels like, you know, you come to me and I'll tell you. I'll tell you where we'll go from here, which I think is fun. I think if you're looking at who the real godfather, godmother however you want to say it, you know, figure would be, would be Carla. I still think Carla is really holding everything together and kind of running the reins from behind the scenes. If Carla had boastful confessionals, she would be, she would be James. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, remember Carla has James in like her back pocket from what I see based off their time on the blue tribe. So, I mean, I think Carla is fine letting James, you know, you go out, you boss people around, you take the reins and feel like you're running the show. And I'll just lay back here and wait or lie back here and wait. Excuse me. Vocabulary. I think they're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think yeah, be right. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think, I mean, Carla's playing a really great game. And on this show, Survivor Now podcast, we like to talk about the positive stuff, the negative stuff. We love to 
speak for the fans, you know, the ultimate fans and how they feel. So Josh, I do have to bring this up in terms of this has been a huge talking point this week, all over social media. There is one, two, three women left, Cassidy, Noel, and Carla. There's a lot of people saying on social media that this season, you know, I saw one tweet in particular, this season has a theme and it's misogyny. And so there's been a lot of backlash for misogynistic type play, which I don't think is happening, but I'm also a guy. So I understand maybe it's a altered viewpoint. Um, how do you think this season is playing out overall so far with the fact, you know, we're down to three women and then a bunch of guys. Yeah, look, I totally, I hear those complaints. I get it. You know, like we, this is definitely still a society that has plenty of misogyny when I talk about like American culture. I don't see that as being the reason why these women are being voted out. I, yeah. I, I just don't. I, I don't, you know, we just had two women win Survivor the last two seasons. I think in any, it's one of those things like statistically, you're going to get variations, right? You're going to get seasons where seven women make it to the end. You're going to get seasons where seven men make it to the end. Like that's all going to be within the normal range is the more seasons you play. It's not just going to be four, four, five, five, the whole way through, right? You should expect that there's going to be some deviations within any statistical model, right? You're, you're going to have outliers. So this to me doesn't like we've seen, you know, worlds apart where there was like very clear misogyny and awful things being said to women i don't remember any instances of any of the guys this season being misogynistic like it doesn't like janine got voted out because she's been on the outside of the numbers the whole time like you know four of the first five votes the first four votes were all women and five of the first six but like ellie's vote she was playing hard like that. That's why she got voted out. Well, that's what I was going to say is, I mean, for most of the people voted out male or female, you can make a reason for why they were voted out. Like Naneka was voted out based off challenge prowess. You know, she cost them back to back challenges. And we did talk playing hard. We did say early in the season. Remember, I was like, I think that the the shortened season and the increase on, you know, the smaller tribes, whatever, is going to lead to more women being voted out first because yes. you know, when we have a six person tribe, you're going to. But I don't. That's not that's not misogyny on the tribe's part. That's just sort of like the natural conclusion of what happens when Survivor makes the game this way. At least that's what I'm worried about. But no, I haven't seen any indication of that. And my guess is we're about to see a run of a bunch of guys get voted out because. That's what the numbers are like. I, you know. Yeah, I, I, I still think Carla, like I said, is in a f- phenomenal position. I think she's going to lay back and let all these top dogs take out each other. Uh, I think my biggest argument with people saying that it's a misogynistic season is, I mean, look at the guys we have in this in in the game left in that have been voting these women out. You've got Jesse, Sammy, Gabler, Cody, James and Ryan. Are you going to, I mean, Ryan, there's been people saying, I'm not going to say anything about any of them, but I'm just saying, if you look at those guys, those from what I see on screen, I don't know what you guys are seeing, all seem like amazing characters. And you could say at least four of well, those guys for, are, forget, they, say, the they seem people. like good people. Yeah, exactly. They, they like, seem like good people. Forget who they are as characters. They seem like good people. And I don't think any of them has said one thing. Oh, women don't work. There hasn't been one comment like that. No, there hasn't been. Uh, have we heard anything about, guys need to stick together. Sammy literally went to Noel and some of the other, you know, Noel and Janine and say, Hey, I am not good playing a contempt game, just sitting here. So I think 
they are playing a tough game. Is it unfortunate if you are cheering for, you know, if you're a female and you're cheering for a female? Yeah, like I get the frustration, but I, I don't think misogyny comes into it at all. I think it's just how the cards have fell so far. Yes. That's but I would not be but shocked I if but Carla I understand and Noel make are... it far. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I understand where people are coming from, and I don't mean to, I don't. I, we definitely don't want to be like, "Oh, you're wrong." Like, I no, get it. exactly, like, totally exactly, get yeah. it. But I just don't think that that's the case this season. Now, if this happens three seasons in a row, like that's not it's great. Talking but, point, yeah. but you know, I mean, last season, I, the last two seasons, we had female winners. Let's see. So, of the I last, don't. While you last like, eight oh, last season, it was three women, five men. And in 41, it was four women, four men. I think you know, Survivor. And, and the final been... 10 was six women, four went. Yeah, so I, I really think it was just the way, you know. I think Survivor's been really kind of even in terms of, I don't know the exact numbers. Um, in terms of like female winners and male winners, I feel like this hasn't been a show that it's been, we did have a span. Someone pointed this out to me earlier where, you know, the last two winners have been female and then like the eight winners before that or six winners before that or something were male or male. Um, but I just don't, so I, I wanted to give us the chance to shed light into that. Cause that has been a controversial thing on, there ha- on there social been- media. 24 men and 16 women who okay. have been survivor winners. Uh, since obviously Sandra and Tony won twice, then it's 17 seasons won by women, 25 uh, yeah. by men. So definitely like not perfect, but it's also not 40 to two. Um, no. My guess is it would, you know, my guess is if we ran it survivor to 200 seasons, you'd slowly see that get back to even. I, uh, I I'm still sitting here. Don't I'm I'm saying don't you know lose hope that there could be a female winner this season. Cassidy's playing a really quiet, good game. Carla, I think, is running the reins. I've said that multiple times already. And Noel, I I don't know where Noel sits right now, but I think Noel could you know still be in an okay position as well. Like Josh says, this is Survivor, and even though it looks like a seven four split in you know, two of those women might be on the outs. It's it's Survivor, and next week it'll be completely flipped on its head, and then yeah, and, all the guys will start turning on each other. And if Noel makes two good moves at seven and six, then it doesn't matter what she that she hasn't been as loud in, in 12, 11, or ten. It just that's not how you know. The later you get into <laughs> the game, each each move is you know goes much higher on the resume. So, do we have a um, while we're talking about like Survivor players and and such? Do we have a a challenge beast this season that someone that could just win out on the challenges and stuff, or you don't see one? I don't don't see one. I don't see one. I think you've got easily seven or eight people. I mean, when you look at like Carla's really the only one who isn't, you know, in terms of when I'm thinking the, like the big final five challenge where it's like, you got to do this huge maze and do all these things. Like, I think Carla would be the only one who maybe could struggle a little bit in that. Um, everybody else is in pretty good shape and, yeah. and has pretty good, uh, you know, endurance in those sorts of things. Um, so I don't, yeah, I mean, oh, you know, Gabler won one, Owen won one. I could easily see Sammy, Cody, Jesse, Ryan. I mean, 
Carla could totally win an immunity or two. It just would have to be the right type of type of immunity challenge. Uh, real quick before we get, I mean, we've already we spoke before we started this podcast today, and we actually said it might be a shorter podcast. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much. There wasn't much to to speak on, but I do want to say before we get into like the final couple stuff here about like who we think player of the week was and who we really like moving forward. I do want to bring up Sammy's game. You know, Sammy's getting a lot of He's praise my player of the from. Week. Oh, then it's a perfect segue into it. Uh, Sammy's getting a lot of praise from people for being a 19 year old who is playing well above his means right now and just is playing a super smart intelligent game up to this point so josh i'll go to you because he is your player of the week where is sammy at right now in terms of gameplay he was the only one of the seven that we really saw be like look i am not good with this like a seven is not going to stick together i'm not stupid so where is sammy right now in terms of the um 10 or 11 left or the 10 left in the game he's right in the mix i my guess and again like i think that's part of the and part of the reason why this podcast is is going to be short is that like this isn't the kind of season where you can be like, okay, there's this clear group of five and what's their line to the end? Because we just, again, I've said this for like the fourth time on this podcast. There's just no, there's it's, we're just at an open-ended tree right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. like there's no Good way to put it. Like we're just, there's, there's hundreds of ways this show can branch in the next few episodes. So uh, could Sammy make it to the end and win? Absolutely. My guess, my guess is that, the the rest of the tribe will figure out before long that he actually might have the best story to tell if he makes it to the end because of his age and because of the flops he's making and the choices he's making and the you know the alliances he's been able to build with everybody and my guess is that he will be voted off like in that five or six spot so he's gonna be like the Ricard and the I don't know who's running the game last season either higher Mike someone it, that you're like he's will not win running the game, the game yeah but he's just playing really well like I don't think anybody's really running the game at this point you know okay. I think it's I think it's I think this is probably the most egalitarian group we've ever had out there for a final ten in terms of like they're all decent people. Nobody's being really shitty to each other. Nobody's clearly put themselves on the outs anymore. Um, there's no easy, obvious boot, you know. Uh, you know, you could say it's Ryan, but if, but if again, if the bottom people come together like they very well might, because what's stopping them, then Ryan's not an easy, obvious boot anymore. So I, I think it's almost impossible to predict what's going to happen because this is a group unlike a, a final 10 that we've ever had before. And I think some people will complain about that. I think it's a good thing, but no, I was going to say there's it a lot, harder to predict. There was a lot to complain about in terms of the new era of survivor and the twists. And, you know, I was literally thinking about having a separate podcast where we just speak on, you can just shake your head. Yes or no, but it's a question I do want to pull up. Jeff probes are, you know, our survivor God himself, Jeff probes. Is he starting to ruin the game with some of his ideas and stuff like that? The the foundation of the game. So, I mean, there's a discussion to have is Jeff Probst kind of getting a little too idea hungry and kind of running out of stuff. But I also want to praise the show that we all love. And to your point, Josh, I don't know how someone can watch the confessional count if they want to do all that. What What's the, there's a proper word for edgic. it. But yeah, watch the edgic, pay attention to that and try to guess a winner. In recent memory, this might be the most confusing who is going to win that we've ever seen. 
there, as you've stated, there are 10 people left and there's at least six or seven of them that have a realistic chance to make it to the I, end. And we might be totally wrong about that. Like you said, it could flip-flop. So I think Survivor deserves some praise about that too, how it's so open-ended. And I usually you can look forward next week and be like, the vote's probably going to go this way. And then you know. I have no idea what to no expect clue. next week. No I, idea whatsoever. I think the editors... I think everybody in post-production has done a great job. I think the editing and the presentation of the show has been phenomenal. My biggest complaint has been the the repetition and the fact that good Survivor seasons involve a cast that doesn't exactly know what's coming next. And it feels like this cast knows too much about what's coming next. And it feels and like think, 44 will be the same way, in a way. Yes, I, I assume it will be. And then hopefully for 45, they change if we complain enough about 44 three and 44 being predictable because really to me that's the only it's predictable it's the only issue i have with it i love the cast i, I love the editing i love the storytelling uh I, I i generally i really like a lot of the stories you know i mean you can maybe nitpick the the jeff probes moment from from last week but i really think that was a very minor thing in the overall course of the show i think the only my only real complaint is just the the predictability with which the show has gotten to, you know, especially now that you and I are going back and watching some of these old seasons and seeing all these little things that, that happen that haven't happened in a while. Like, you know, both tribes going to tribal council, except one player on the winning tribe has immunity. Um, This might be from Guatemala, which I don't know if you've gotten there yet. And so, so both tribes compete for, for immunity. One tribe wins or both tribes compete in a challenge, right? Mm -hmm. One tribe wins. The winning tribe then does an individual challenge where the winner of that challenge is immune, can't get voted off. Both tribes go to tribal council. The one that had the, the one that won goes first, votes somebody off, and then they get to watch the second tribal council. But the person who has immunity gets to also pick one person on the other tribe that has immunity. But they don't know about like again. Yeah, it's it's just great nice stuff twist. like that. Yeah. Great, Correct. great story make. I don't know what it is, but I agree with you a thousand percent. I think I saw your message. Did I can't remember if you messaged me in particular or posted something on social media, but I remember you saying something like it's getting too repetitive where players are just able to. Yeah, I tweeted it. No, what's yeah. yeah, know what's coming out. And I agree with you a thousand percent in that it's like we watched 41 and 42. We know what they're going to do. Like it got to the point where people got taken away and they said, well, we know it's the prisoner's dilemma. Well, that's not yeah, good. You've, you've like, got 40 seasons of twists to bring up. Pretty someone away and have Cochran show up again. Like, you know, they haven't done that. <laughs> Whatever. Like, they, they were so very many... big into survivor coaches and then just got rid of that really fast. It was like Cochran, and then you had Sandra and Rob that in that season. That, that was like everyone six seasons also. later. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, you've got 40 seasons worth of tricks in the bag. Why does it feel like we're just relying on the same five tricks? Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Uh, ju just to be different, my player of the week, you said Sammy. I'll I'll say Owen deserves. Uh, and then I did, you know, I've I've stated, we don't really need to talk about it because we've talked about it plenty, but I've stated, you know, I felt like we're getting a little too emotional with these emotional moments and such. And I saw more people online say, oh my gosh, can we get away from this emotion? I didn't have an issue this week. They had what one thing they they told Owen's story and that's it. I didn't see any other emotion moment. No, really I, I think that... I think people generally over complain about that. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I right. said, I think the the Jeff Probst moment with with uh you know with Noel last week was like all right, you know, a little bit. But like again, it's just it's it's thirty seconds of the show. It's really not a you know, it's really not a big deal. Uh, and, and 
I guess I'll I'll wrap us up with a fun question here that really doesn't have anything to do with the season, but it's got more to do with like this new era of Survivor. And I don't think I've asked Josh this question since he's joined the show. By the way, Josh, people are loving you. I have people reaching out on our Instagram page saying, yes, Josh, like they're loving your inside uh-huh. and everything. So well, thank you. Uh, but what I'll ask is. I should say thank you, my wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just her. No, I'm kidding. Thanks, uh, Thanks Aurora. How, how much longer until we have a returning season do you think like i said it doesn't really have to do with this season no, no, that's I a good question. i'm hopeful for 45 um yeah. i think if it was 44 we would have heard about it by now uh i don't think it i can't imagine it being any later than like 47 i was gonna say i could see them not doing one until 50 but i'm still holding out Man, hope ten. that 50 ends up being like the international season that they're speaking about I, but i just don't know if that's but see, if you're going to do that, like that, I would hope that they do. Because yeah. I liked the um, Edge of Extinction where you bring four people back as team captains and things of that nature. Like, I don't think you need like an entire returnee season. You yeah. know, do a fans versus favorites or do a team captains one or do just you bring six people back and sprinkle them on throughout the tribes. Like, I think you can do that. You know, I don't think if, it if has- you if you really want to push this like new era of the show, I guess what you could do. They're all about repetition. Season eight was Survivor All-Stars. Season 48, just make it uh New Era All-Stars. I could see them naming a season that New Era All-Stars. Just 41 t- through 47 returnees. Yeah, I mean, exactly. whatever. I, I, I would be surprised if it takes until 50. I would hope that it's like 45, 46. Are you missing one or no? Are you still good at the moment? Like, I was Am thinking I about missing that, a returning season. A returning season. Like, even if it's not like a no, full returning uh, no, season, we, we maybe like 40, half and half. I think 41, 42, 43, 44, even 45. Like, no, no, no. Give it give it a few years. I'm not, you know. But yeah, I'd love to see Rick Devins come back. I'd love to see Christian uh, Hubicki come back. Please go back to those people. Yeah, I, I, there's yeah. all these people from the from the mid to late 30s. And even some from the earlier 30s that I think would be really good. I mean, look, yes, you can even go way back further than that. You know, there's now there's so many good players that have played that we'd love to see back. but. Uh, if you want to even just keep it to, to recent memory, I'd love to see season 45 have people from 36 through 44. I was going to say, there's some people who have played now who I'd love to see play again. Yeah. I know she wasn't a popular figure, but I'd love to see Shan again. With that being said, I'd love to see Ricard again. Mike, I mean, I would love to see Mike come yeah. back. Abraham, I know, wants to come <laughs> back. So, like, there's a lot of players that I'd like to see from the new era. But obviously, you know, Jeff Probst made that comment a while ago, and he has since taken it back where he said, you know, we don't really want to go back to the the previous 40 seasons. We want this new era. And he said, well, I didn't mean no one can return from that. I was just saying we want to focus on new players moving, you know. So I I think that was his way to kind of be like, uh, no, okay, and I they, heard I'll, the fans. I'll, I'll yeah. settle for 47, but I would, I would hate it to go four full cycles without seeing any returners back. Oh, that's a good way to put it. So for... It'd be for like seasons where spring went. Yeah, that's a good yeah, way yeah, to put yeah. it. Like, this yeah. is our second spring cycle fall, without yeah. anybody back. 45, 46 would be our third cycle without anybody back. And if, if they go longer than that, I would hope in that 47, 48, we at least get a, a captain season or something. Yeah, no, I like um, that. So, uh, well, I think, Josh, that covers everything. Uh, is there anyone in particular? We basically spoke about everyone. I, don't think, we've, I think we've covered everybody. Is there anyone in particular that you want to let the audience know if they have their own fantasy competitions or stuff. Cause I know there's fantasy games out there that you think this person's in a, in a really good spot and they no, don't, really I don't have to worry about them. No, I don't think anybody's in a good spot or yeah, everybody's yeah. in a good spot. I think everybody, everybody has connections. Everybody's got a chance. It's just about who you can convince to do the right thing on the right day. And I don't think there's any, I don't think we have nearly enough 
hints or clues as to where things are actually going to break. No, I agree. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you are listening on Spotify, go ahead and hit that follow button and rate our podcast. We really do appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we've got loads of Survivor content coming out for you guys. Go check out our Patreon page. We had a Survivor draft happen on there. Uh, you'll get early access to some stuff. We've got Survivor Australia, Heroes versus Villains coming up January 2023. That's going to be a really fun season. We will be covering that for you guys doing exit interviews as well with the castaways as they leave the game. And then we've got some some fun stuff coming up as well. Like Josh says, we are currently re-watching a lot of the older seasons that I've never seen because I never saw like the first season all the way through season 21. I'm on Palau now. I need to finish it. Uh, the crown just came out. <laughs> I've been waiting. Yeah, Josh is the way better person here. He's on, what What are you on now? Well, I stopped. I was waiting for you. You, Yeah, you, you, I was going to say. I, I started you, watching Amazing Race seasons until you finished Palau. That is fair. I need to, I'm on episode like eight of Palau. So I really, there's only like six episodes left or something like that. Um, so I need to finish Palau. I got watching on the crown and I've been binge watching that. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to do a, a quick little short podcast where we talk about the, the old seasons and look back on those and some of the top players and stuff. And Josh will be joining me for that. Uh, only other thing I have to say, thank you guys for being patient with us on the schedule. We know you guys are expecting us right after the episode airs on the West coast on Wednesday nights. We are human. We do have other jobs. Josh is in season form. He's covering basketball. Abraham's had some stuff come up. I've been dealing with some stuff and some sicknesses as well. And then Will's in school. So we are trying. Uh, ideally, we'd like to get back on schedule. But, you know, if we have to push back a few days, uh, then we will. But thanks again for joining us. And until next time, we'll see you next week, guys. 